Hello and welcome to the Malarkey Podcast. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? See, Eric, I was about to go into my pitch about how like this this episode is going to be special and like uh-huh. more refined than other episodes and show show how we've matured conversationally and in production value. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like opening it with, can you smell what the rock is cooking, does not uh-huh. give that impression. I'm... All right, sure? all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, today is going to be something of a different episode. Uh-huh. We've decided in order to kind of as I said, move on, show our maturity, show how we've progressed as a podcast yeah. in production value. Instead of doing what we normally do, which is you know two episodes a week, pretty short, blippy episodes, typically talking about Have, Skittles flavors or the new not, Spider-Man trailer. Absolutely nothing to do with you know anything. We've decided instead to uh, work on what we, we're calling a special. Uh, kind of similar to Malarkey Snacks in length, um, but it's going to be a special basically talking about one overarching topic throughout several interviews, segments, and, and, and talking points. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, hopefully you enjoy this. We're, we're not going to be changing in, in any – I mean, as, as evidenced by can you smell what The Rock is cooking. We're, we're not changing our personality. Yeah, I was about to say. We're not going to change our personality. And, in fact, it's not going to be hard to uh, – or jokes are going to come pretty naturally given our first segment uh, from this episode. Uh-huh. Because uh, this episode's all about technology and yeah. about the future of technology specifically and, and what the future of technology is going to bring for us. Um, and what better way, what better way to intro us into the, into the future of technology but with the metaverse announcement. Uh-huh. So, so to, 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 to clarify, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, our, the lizard president of Facebook, now known as Meta. Yep. Uh, changed his name. Yeah, it changed his name has released what they're calling the metaverse which is a digital universe i i suppose i mean what did you gather from the really creepy uh well he had the barbecue sauce in the background on his shelf right of course but uh other than that um i have no idea what's going on what i gathered from it in between mark zuckerberg creepily trying to look like a person yeah, <laughs> attempting attempting to blend no, he in. He was. He was. It was genuinely unsettling. Like she was like she was like, her, like the the one girl's like trying to be personable because yeah. like she like invites him to like a quote unquote dinner party and she's like, "Are you coming, Mark?" And Mark goes, "I am. I'm just. I just need to find something to wear." Oh, this will do. Like he his his pattern of speech is just so unsettling. It's confusing, but, but yeah, in any like, capacity, it's supposed to be some like almost like virtual reality. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be. I, I I presume it's supposed to be in conjunction with like NFTs and and the new virtual world. We'll, we're kind we'll of get all to that later. Yeah, a little foreshadowing for you there. Uh-huh. Um, but but I think it's supposed to be like this virtual kind of world. I though I don't know how you're going to be experiencing it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. without without widespread everyone having virtual technology, a la like Ready Player One, I don't know how everyone is going to be able to experience the same exact. Yeah, because it feels like the virtual technology would have to be widespread, and it sounds like right now it would be expensive. True that. Except what leads me to believe, contrary to that, is the fact that they've been advertising fairly readily on like like I, I was watching like a football game, the NFL game, and there was a meta like metaverse announcement. Of like people and, and like so I don't know if they're just trying to create a more interactive virtual world or if they're actually trying to go into like virtual technology. If it sports. works, it would change a everything. Lot of, yeah, it would change everything. Um, 
And so I, I think the only natural thing to kind of bring up, I suppose, with virtual reality and kind of bringing our world into virtual reality mm-hmm. uh, is the Ready Player One parallels. So, so for those of you who haven't watched the movie, Ready or Player... Or read the book. Or read the book. I would highly recommend. It's a very good book. Uh, I mean, you, you want to you you throw it to you? Uh, sure. I mean, basically, it's this world where, you know, everything sucks. Life, <laughs> life has gone downhill for a lot Drastically. of people. Yes. But one thing that everyone has to escape is this virtual reality world called the Oasis, where everyone gets... You got your virtual reality goggles and your glo- and everything, and you get to make your own avatar and sort of like be a completely different person. It and it's got like multiple video game references. And, and in the book, the story of the book and the movie is trying to like prevent this company from buying it out and then filling it with ads and stuff and making it corporatized. So, so to clarify, the uh, the evil group in that book slash movie is a giant corporate company it's a giant tech that company is that is trying to effectively corporatize yes. a world that people have known to come to yes love. but the ceo of that company is more human than mark zuckerberg yeah definitely and subs- and, and less evil too you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> not trying to take over the world yeah but it, but it, it it shocks me how like that movie comes out and it's literally like warning against like the over corporatization of like the virtual world and and, and the vr you know mm-hmm. In virtual reality and like zuckerberg watched that and went say that's a good idea that is a solid solid idea um so i guess it comes down to the question do we think it's bad do we think it's 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 a it's a daunting thing do we do what are, what are our thoughts on it because i don't think we've seen nearly the extent of it yet i think it's hard to tell now but if we see the nearly full extent of it i think it'll be easier to determine because i think there will definitely be both positives and negatives to it I yeah. think there will be different. I think, I think it'll have some benefits, but I think those benefits will definitely come with drawbacks that yeah. are hard to see at the moment. Right, and 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 I what I wonder is 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 Zuckerberg and is is the people behind it are they on the pulse of it? Like, do they do they know the consequences of what could they could theoretically be holding on to right now, or 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 is it kind of just a a shot in the dark and hopefully everything turns out fine you know what I mean I think they probably have a better idea than we do but I also feel like you know when Oppenheimer made the atomic bomb he didn't really know what he was unleashing sure, upon sure, humanity the yeah exactly so that's that's all I'm wondering is like do we do we know I mean it's it's the Jurassic uh, mm-hmm. Jurassic Park reference yeah. you know just because we, just because we can doesn't, doesn't mean, mean we, we should, should right? exactly D- just because we can theoretically launch the human race into a world of virtual reality and, and virtual augmentation should we? Should we exactly? What, what would it cause? Right, exactly, and and I just wonder, like, I mean, I mean, it comes down. We're gonna talk about this later too, but I mean, it comes down to like that whole self-driving cars thing. Like, are my, we becoming too reliant on technology? Because well, what if it's pulled the, out well, beneath us? Well, the, well it, it, what if it's pulled out beneath us? But also, I mean, I think it's too far, too far in. We can't, we can't just stop technology. Yeah, altogether. that's true. We're on a, we're kind of on a, on a snowball effect, I'd say, mm-hmm. of, of, on encroaching where we are at. But, but I think, I think we're at a point where, um. Yeah, I don't know. Technology is kind of snowballing as far as it goes, and, and we should we should we pull the reins a little bit and, and, and slow it down. And slow it down, or can we even? And that's pretty much my next question: is can we even slow it down if we wanted to? Can we stop Zuck? Can we stop the Zuck? Eric? Can we stop the Zuck? Well, I think the issue with the Zuck is um, you oh they want to continue this technology. Right. I don't know exactly how to put it, but it's almost like how would we prevent them from you know furthering technology because i feel like there's a lot of benefits to come out of 
Right. I mean, I mean, Elon, Elon Musk being, you know, prime example. He's, I mean, for all his faults and, and, and lacking, he is, you know. He sends he, a lot of people to space. He's, well, he spends a lot of people to space, but I think, I think that a, a great thing to acknowledge is the whole Tesla thing. Yeah, electric cars. Electric cars. And, and he's made it so that electric cars, specifically a Tesla, is a staple of a, like a financially successful or like a rich quote unquote rich person mm-hmm. because typically rich people tend not to be the most environmentally conscious people you know what I mean yeah. and so to suddenly switch the narrative and say well, wait a minute you're a, a staple of uh, a, a staple of the of, wealthiest man on the planet of a status is trying to is, a, is, a, is, an, is an electric car I think that's that's worth addressing yeah. and acknowledging and the more that other companies begin to address, or, or uh, specifically auto companies specific, mm-hmm. begin to address like el- electric cars. Yeah, and, I think that's the whole issue is like, should we pull the reins on technology advancement? Because what are the benefits of it? We could find a way to stop burning fossil fuels, solar energy. Right, right. We could find better ways to prevent world hunger. We could solve a lot of issues with technology, but in advancing that, we could also bring a lot of problems. Right, and, we, and the fact is that we, we, we don't quite know the problems yet. We can't yeah. quite speculate what the problems are yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just comes down to then the question of, of um, is it just going to have to be something we accept? Because I feel like that's almost what they want. And that, that's why I get wary is the fact that they are advertising on NFL commercials and the fact that you know uh, Tesla is becoming so widely spread and, and the metaverse is becoming uh, – they almost want the metaverse to become a casual thing. Yeah. And I feel like that's where it gets – not dangerous but a little dodgy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it gets a little like why do they want it to become such a normalized thing? Yeah, because it's it's just weird to think about. Yeah, as like a concept. As a concept, yeah, because like I mean, we we I was a without sounding too pretentious, like oh, when I was a kid, because I still am. Mm-hmm. But like five years old, the the extent of of technology for me was a Nintendo DS. Yeah, and we're we're rapidly inc- uh, reaching a point where it could be virtual reality and our augmented reality. That's what I'm thinking about. I, I see stuff advertised on TV. I'm 16 years old, and I feel like a boomer because I'm like that feels like a little too complicated. <laughs> Actually, like, I don't that, think that is that is the perfect segue, Eric. You you read my mind uh, to to launch us into uh, into our next segment in which we're going to talk about uh, the digital acceptance uh, and, and one of the biggest forms of recent digital currency and digital media, which is NFTs. NFTs, have they gone too far? Have NFTs uh, not reached their fullest capacity yet? Mm-hmm. And pretty much answering any questions that we are not uh, capable nor smart enough to comprehend. To understand uh, so what st- is even going so, on. So stay tuned for an interview with a, a person who probably knows more about this than we do. Yeah. sat down with our teacher, Mr. Carl Fulliger, who we hoped would be able to define and give us a clear outline as to what the future looks like for e-commerce and e-trade. Now, the most buzzword or kind of um, recent topic of conversation that surrounds the entire e-commerce debate is NFTs. And we sat down with Mr. Fulliger to discuss what they are and how they will affect us. Just base value what are they like because i think we have a vague conception and maybe you have a vague conception too but what's the easiest way to define well i think you're exactly right i think that yes we're all entering an age of this metaverse and maybe like web 3.0 or even we could call it 4.0 that's this whole idea that is coming and we don't even quite even see what it's gonna look like and you're right nfts are a big cornerstone of that and it's for the for a baseline understanding it's the idea that we can own something digital 
and have it stored in the blockchain in terms of who owns it and how can we trade ownership of that actual item. And so I think that we're going to see uh, more objects. I mean, we've seen real estate go for sale for millions of dollars in the last weeks, um, which is just insane because it's not a physical item. It's just something that someone created digitally. And the NFT ownership uh, is kind of like art, in my opinion. It's something that people are buying into and spending a lot of money right now with the acceptance that, hey, this piece of art might be worth a lot in the future or it might be worth nothing in a couple of days. But that's a risk that people that have the money to spend on it are willing to accept that risk and maybe make a lot of money in the future. Now, are NFTs themselves confined to just art or can they be other stuff like photographs or books or even frames out of movies? Yeah, Yeah, so some of the first initial NFTs that I encountered were actually kind of taking the idea of um, like basketball cards and turning them into a digital form and people were buying the same thing you would use you would go to the hobby store and buy a pack of cards someone would buy a single card that maybe has a clip of a video and a picture of the player and you know they would buy it for sixty dollars and they're already worth six thousand dollars right um so it's the same kind of thing as just any collectible but it could be something more than just a picture Mr. Fulger mentioned the idea of a a meta property or a digital property that was being sold for thousands and thousands, if not millions of dollars in the recent weeks. Uh, And we also wondered whether that was something that in correlation with Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse announcement, whether or not digital property could be something you would later experience as virtual reality increases in popularity and availability. I've always thought as I watch, you know, I don't watch a ton of, um, I'm a, I'm a Mac user. And so I watch every Mac event and for years and years, I've seen little hints at what I think is coming and I've been making predictions. And so we all carry our cell phones 15 years ago. Nobody would have thought we'd have the power of a whole PC in our pocket at all times. And I think what's coming is that we're all getting ready to have virtual reality and augmented reality with us all the time. And right now we all wear these, if you do virtual reality, yeah, you wear the, the headset and it feels cumbersome. And it's yeah, 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 yeah. Right, but it's going to get smaller and lighter and it's going to become part of us that we don't even understand yet. Right. And when we hit that, that, when we get to the top of that hill mm-hmm. and start looking down on the other side, um, these NFTs and these real estates that are not, that are just virtual at the moment are going to become such a important part of our life that it'll feel like it's real even though it's virtual well yes like that was something that we were we were literally thinking or i've definitely talked to eric about and it's that in in being so abstract like nfts themselves a lot of people just are resigned to just like sit back and be like i don't know anything about that i don't want to even you know think about that are those people end up are those people going to end up kind of in the dark and the people who got in on it early are they going to because he said it's like kind of like art it's kind of a gamble you don't know what is and isn't going to succeed but are the people who didn't get in on it early going to regret that or are they going to? Well, do you think that the people 10 years ago that got into Bitcoin are regretting it right now? I was going to say that. It's like Bitcoin. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I, it's a gamble. I think, I think it's just funny because it's specifically with the NFTs that have almost become like memed at a point because of how goofy some of them are, like the Bored Ape Yacht Club or whatever. Like some of them are so goofy that it's hard for like people to comprehend why you'd spend like – $60,000 like a caricature of like a, a monkey with an eye patch or whatever. And even right? then, it's so easy to pirate. 
like you see all these like memes well, on like don't screenshot my nfts or my lawyer will contact you well, that, well that's the idea right is that is that i mean you know technically i could print out a picture of the mona lisa and i own the mona lisa but i don't own the mona lisa it's the idea yeah. of do you value like the i guess the digital the original copy right yeah you're exactly right and that's why i think that relating it to collecting art is the best current um understanding for people who don't get nfts right. yet is because you're what you just said right you can own the mona lisa you can own a piece of art and to some people like you, you said whether or not the apes like people laugh at it and they mm -hmm. look at it well i would say there's probably famous pieces of art that some people are like that doesn't make any sense to me i don't get that right. and it's the same concept yeah. and so it's all about who values it and whether or not in the future people are also Still going value to value it, it. Right. and maybe some things will be valued and some things will not So are people going to regret not getting into it? Absolutely. Um, is it a hype right now that may fizzle away? Absolutely. Right. But it's, again, it's a risk that's, you know, I think is worth at least exploring. And I think everybody should gain a basic understanding of it. Awesome. Thank you so much for talking to us and <laughs> shedding some light on something that we definitely we had are not no well idea. versed about. Yeah. This, so. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank Anytime. You. Having been schooled on NFTs by Mr. Fulliger, it got us thinking, are there any other areas in the industry that are going to be revolutionized? Maybe the entertainment industry? And that got us all back to that original rant that <laughs> Eric is so well known for. That being, of course... Disney is evil. Okay, Eric, Eric, Eric. I, I know we're all still a little sore about the Star Wars sequels. But you are on to something. <laughs> Just as we've done um, podcasts in the past talking about the um, <clears throat> evils of the college board, uh, I think it is worth talking about how big Disney is becoming, but also just uh, where they're in, how they have kind of fed into like Netflix's whole model on how like entertainment industry should go. Mm -hmm. Because it, specifically with the pandemic, now everything's kind of coming becoming a home entertainment situation yeah theaters are opening back up again you know hopefully they'll stay open with omicron and delta or whatever mm -hmm. um but but there's been a substantial switch between hulu netflix disney plus um various other streaming services hbo max right yeah all a lot of streaming services are totally moving to to release like don't look up that movie um that just came out mm -hmm. on on netflix that's like a blockbuster movie and they released it on netflix yeah. Like, no no theaters, all straight Netflix. And so that, I think, just kind of shows that there's becoming a shift, I suppose, which I'm not entirely happy about, because I kind of like the idea of a theater and yeah, going... Yeah, I, I, like, I like the experience of, like, making a day of it and, you know, going to the movie theater. Right, I mean, we, we just saw the Spider-Man movie, yeah. and granted, were we the only ones clapping and screaming and laughing in it? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah. That does not but that's because we're real fans. Oh, yeah. No, um... No, but, I don't, but there's something to be said for it, I suppose. And, uh, something, something to be said for the, the moving away from a theater idea and moving into your own home. Mm -hmm. um, that I don't know. I, I, is that going to continue? Or once, once COVID maybe abates, will everyone kind of go back to the way it used to be? Well, or has there been such a drastic change now that it's impossible to go back? Well, I feel like that was sort of the whole draw of like the movie business is that you had to build up hype behind movies because you could only see them in movie theaters. So you had to get people excited to actually have to drive out and, you know, buy the concessions, right. pay for the tickets. 
but I feel like it's starting to get to the point, like, like on HBO Max, I've noticed especially, uh, when new movies come out, like, for example, the new Matrix movie that released right. recently, also released on HBO Max. Right. So if you have that streaming service, you can skip the whole process and just watch it there at home. Well, yeah, and, and actually that brings up a really good point, that being that if you are going to go see a movie in theaters, mm-hmm. that puts a super high new standard on the movies you're going to go see. Yeah. Because if you're going to go to the movie theater, knowing knowing full well that you could just stay at your house and not and skip all that hassle, the action of going to the movies means you're going to see something you're well and truly invested in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we went, we went to see the Spider-Man movie. But granted, I did not go out to theaters and see um, – what was the other movie that came out? The other Marvel movie? Maybe, but it was. But that. But that's the point, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it really sets a high standard on the movies you are going to release in in theaters. Yeah. And I don't know if you just saw. Uh, was it Ridley Scott, the director, mm-hmm. um, was complaining about uh, how millennials and Gens because his movie flopped at the box office. Yeah, and he was complaining about how millennials and Gen Z just want to like be on their phones. And granted, maybe don't insult the prime demographic for yeah. your movie. Yeah, step one. But also step two, consider for a moment that that you know maybe if your movie is kind of a, a, a Grammy grab, you know, trying to trying to go for something a little more edgy, people might not be going to see that more than they are going to go see Spider Man, something they've well established mm-hmm. and are well invested in. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. Is it is it just ushering in a, an era of just kind of cheap blockbusters that everyone wants to go see, or will it mean that there'll be a higher standard, I guess, on the movie industry? Um, is the real question. Mm-hmm. But on that note, we can only speculate. But for someone who's, who's actively been in the industry and who's actually um, worked in the industry, has thoughts on the industry, has thoughts on the theater industry too, uh, we're going to turn it over to Mr. Fancy. We asked our scenic and theater design teacher a few questions. And the first one was, do you think that quality of movies will get better or worse because of streaming services? Because streaming services allow people to watch things at home. So do you think movies will have to up their quality to attract people to the theater? Or will the movies just get tackier and worse? I think the market's going to get oversaturated first before... Like, I think it's going to be a filtration system. I think a lot of budget, uh, budgeting filmmakers are going to see this new platform and this new need for content. Um, so uh, maybe there's going to end up being a streaming service that is just for independent film. Um, is the quality going to get any better? It depends if the streaming service is popular and if they then start throwing the budget. I mean, that's how Netflix became very successful is they realized that there was a need for content. And so they became their own production company instead of buying films at film festivals, they realized they could probably make more money and have more control over their content. We asked him if the digitalization of movies to handheld devices is a good thing or a bad thing. It's bad. Yeah, films are made to be seen 40 feet wide in a theater with an audience. And experiencing that world together, unified, I think, I, yeah, David Lynch has got a great, great quote. Is like, put your phone down. There's no reason to be experiencing cinema on a phone when it's only four inches across. I think the beauty of film is that you could experience a world as wide as the screen would go. Uh, I think it's the antithesis if you make the screen as small as it can be. 
We also wondered whether or not Mr. Fancy had any input on how COVID has affected the theater industry as far as digitalization goes. Musicals such as Hamilton received digital renditions posted on platforms like Disney Plus, and we wondered whether or not he had any thoughts on the digitalization of the theater industry. Yeah, I mean, Broadway HD is bringing full-scale productions to people's homes. You know, it's not a subscription service you pay. It is a subscription service, but you pay for the individual shows that you watch. Um, do I think there's a future in streaming theater? I think that... Uh, I don't think you'll ever replace being in a theater. Um, I think there's a, it's a really good chance that it's going to expose a lot more people to theater that will then bring them out to to see productions um, but I don't think you're ever going to beat the experience of seeing it live the other cool thing about a, about theater over movies and I'm slightly biased is that you're going to go see a show that is completely different to the show that will be performed tomorrow it will never be the exact same thing whether it's the way an actor delivers a line or maybe a technical issue that happens and that the company has to overcome or maybe they just nail it and it is the one of the best performances and you were blessed to be there at that moment um movies david fincher makes you do 99 takes before he feels like he's got the shot he needs but to me you'll never replace that on the stage because every production will be just slightly different and that is the beauty of life theater over movies awesome thank cool. you so much yeah So, having been properly informed on how the technology of the futures will affect the entertainment industry, Eric and I returned back to the studio to talk about other ways that futuristic technologies might take effect in our later lives. All right, Eric. Let's get down to let's get down, let's to, get business. down to the business. Here. Yeah. So, so, so let, let's just look at the situation we're in right now. Both of us sitting across from each other wearing masks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I think that's a great place to start as far as how technology of the future will, will affect us. Um, not the mask so much as how education has kind of changed. Oh, I have some ideas on that. Well, well, well yeah, through, through, um, through the future, right? We, we've, we've got Zoom mm -hmm. that, that, that came out. That's a, it's a big thing, and that happened right during the pandemic. I can only imagine, uh, to the extreme annoyance of the people, the inventors of Skype, Ooh, no, like, yeah. No, like, like, think about that, though. You know what I mean? Like, the inventors of Skype are like, what? We, we had a thing. We've had a thing to do We've that. We've had this this whole time. And Zoom's like, just like, yeah, but we gave it a new name, so... No, but, but as far as Zoom goes, I, I mean, it did its job fairly well. Mm -hmm. And I just can only imagine it's, just an, it's an interesting development as far as education goes in the future, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Um, I, I definitely especially future generations but even us now i feel really bad for kids because it this pandemic has ruined snow days it's yeah, ruined yeah, yeah, sick yeah, yeah. days Literally. it's yeah. ruined hurricanes for people Absolutely. Who live in that region like us yeah specifically actually i want to talk about that because you're right about snow days right theoretically yeah. you could just hop on a zoom and, and effectively you could continue your schooling mm -hmm. in a snow day yeah which sucks because that's such a that's such all the fun out of it's it. such a magical thing to wake up in the morning and it's snowing and you get to not yeah. go to school you know especially down south here where it, like it takes you know an inch of snow to, to shut, down, shut down yeah everything um but i think you did bring up an interesting topic when you talked about it ruined sick days uh 
Because I have noticed that. I've noticed that, like, the expectation has now been because of COVID. Like, if you're sick, you just zoom into your class. Yeah, that's the – not even just with COVID, but, like, any – if you're any, any kind of sick. Unless you're, like, completely bedridden, like – But even then, like, that's such an, an interesting development is that this idea that because you have the means to effectively go to class – that you are expected to, even if you feel horrible. I mean, me, me and you had COVID, and it's yeah. it's not a fun experience. No, it's it's genuinely like uh, uh, stay tuned for a later episode where we talk about it. But it's really not a fun experience having to quarantine, feeling like you know crap. I mean, it's a really tricky experience, especially if you have the flu or you have some other sickness or if throwing up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think that's just such an odd endeavor that we're going on with the invention of zoom that you can just oh just get on your class then it's like i still don't feel like it though i still don't i don't feel you know able to it's 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 just such an interesting idea um and to that extent i'm talking about zooms and the pandemic um i suppose how zoom will affect like businesses you know what i mean because business can be done over massive yeah distances like my my mom has always worked remotely yeah. for a long time but now especially recently in the past few years it's because you know working a lot of people are working remotely yeah so like that whole concept of like meeting on zoom and yeah. seeing each other's faces is a lot bigger in business well absolutely and then that's that brings up a whole nother idea that because because kind of we've been talking about a lot about the future and, and mm-hmm. technologies throughout this but it really is crucial to look at COVID as it affects our future because it's, definitely it's been probably the, I would argue the biggest event of our lifetime. The, the, the COVID pandemic has truly been something unlike we've ever seen. So uh, it's, yeah. it's kind of crucial to talk about as it affects our future. Yeah. At least, at least for us, I mean, like so far, you never really know what the future holds, but especially in my, in my lifetime so far, yeah. it has been the biggest event. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. I was actually listening to one of our older episodes the other day and we, it was, it was from 2020. We were talking in the oh. summer of 2020 when the, pan, we were using the phrase when the pandemic ends Yeah. and currently it is 2022 and we're still sitting apart from each other wearing masks. It's kind of weird to think about because like, you know, my, birthday is, is march 12th yeah and we everybody went into lockdown around that time on march 13th yeah. is when it was all announced so it's kind of weird to think about that my birthday is the last normal day my yeah. 15th birthday is the last normal day i ever had yeah and look at us now eric look at us now. look look at where we are now <laughs> in, a, in a in a small studio wearing masks still very much in the throes of covid um but no i, th- I think i think that's crucial to talk about um as far as as businesses go yeah. right because the, the the idea of working from home is kind of a, a new thing that's almost like kind of not frowned upon but like looked as less than than going to like a business or an office yeah but it, it's just as valid and i think we're going to see an increase of that as far as like self-autonomy goes mm-hmm. being able to do it by yourself um and kind of on that note kind of on that note but kind of pivoting um to, to autonomy is is we're going to switch to self-driving cars Ooh, would you like to talk yeah. about that um I'm just okay. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I'm distrustful. I yeah, I don't trust them either. Like, do you know how often your computer like buffers or glitches? <laughs> yeah. Huh? Lags. Huh? Like yeah, like oh oh, the cellular connection is bad, so my car ran a red light. Now <laughs> I'm in like a five pi- car pileup. Well, and, and like if you think about it, because like say a car's brakes malfunction in mm. the self-driving car, because you know you do you know what the trolley problem is. Yeah, yeah, if you hit a person or yeah, you hit, yeah, like, yeah, two people. Yeah, yeah, the train is coming. You can either let it hit uh, five people or you can pull the lever and hit it, let yeah. it hit one, but you're not responsible for that one person's death. Sure. So the, the, tr- the pr- trolley problem with uh, like self-driving cars has always been, say a car's brake is out of control and it, it has to keep driving. Yeah. 
or something happened, some sort of glitch, sure. and it's coming up on a crosswalk, and there's, like, a baby and an old person. Yeah. Which one does it hit? Does the computer... Del- or does it drift and try to hit both? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, does, like, the, does the computer, you know, delineate between people? Because computers kind of... Yeah. And AI, for that matter, has kind of a, a dehuman aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we're... I don't... I mean, until there's, like, real, real good self-driving cars, mm-hmm. I don't think that's a... That's a it's going to take uh, an algorithm that... Of massive proportions, yes. and I and I think I don't know. I, I think we're we're too quick to, to jump into that. I think that's because we, we we've talked about this throughout a lot of this this show. The special is how the quickly special we're embracing is, technology. Yeah, in, in like in like a disturbingly fast way. Yeah. Um, you know, such as like Elon Musk really wants this um really wants the self driving car thing to be a, a big thing. Yeah. And Tesla is going pretty heavy into it. Mm-hmm. Um, people like uh, Jeff Bezos are trying to go with drones delivering your Amazon packages. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, I get this uneasy feeling like we're diving too fast head on into this into this world of online, um, mm-hmm. or not online, I guess, but like, you know, it's, technological doing yeah. things. And speaking of those Amazon drones, that comes into another part of like how, what to, what extent will technology take jobs of people? True that. That's true already that. happening. Well, yeah, I mean, you already see it in, in um, I don't know, it's, it's some fast food. It might, it might be Postmates or, or one of the food delivery services. They're using those little, like, like robot, almost like, like a mouse droid from yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, I kind of know what you're talking about. It's like, but, like, but then what's stopping someone from just stealing your food? Yeah, or like knocking it over. Like, because yeah. I mean, I mean, I know myself. I'm, a, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a, a, a devious person, <laughs> one might say. There's nothing stopping me. If I see you getting, like, some pizza, there's nothing stopping me from just. Tipping over that uh, the robot. The pizza. Yeah, I just think it's not even taking the pizza because I'm pretty sure they're like they're like locked up to prevent that yeah. exact thing. But but even just to, to, to generally inconvenience you by a tipping it over or something like that. There's just like no. There's I, I think we're going too quickly without identifying the consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, and on that notion, I, I think the only last thing we need to talk about as far as um, technology of the future goes, technology of the future goes, is, is how it's going to affect travel. Yeah. Um. Because and I, I, we get closer and closer to this, especially with the whole meta announcement, and and especially with um everyone kind of embracing technology really quickly. Um, it's just how quickly we're embracing um virtual reality as an alternative to real reality, mm-hmm. and and it gets worrisome because as 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 it gets more and more real. Like I saw a video the other day, and it was like of some um like scenic backdrop, and it was like it was completely all generated, and I couldn't tell the difference. You know, yeah. and, and and as it gets more real, I think it, it gets dangerous because people are going to start substituting real events and real experiences mm-hmm. for the comfort of just being able to do it from home. Yes. As we talked about with movies and TV already, people are, are adapting to doing stuff at home because it's more convenient. But I can say with travel is like I took a VR class last last year and we talked about that. We talked about like what's the benefits of virtual reality travel. And like obviously it's cheaper. But I can say definitely with the technology that's on the market right now at least – it's nowhere it's, near the it's same. It's nowhere near the same because you can tell you're wearing the headset. It's it's kind of two dimensional. There's nobody else around. Yeah, the, but the, but the minute you're clocked in, I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's it's almost the minute the minute it takes that next step that that Mr. Folliger mentioned that next you know leap over that yeah. hill and we see it we see kind of over that precipice. That's when it gets weird, you know. That's when you, when you can't tell the difference between reality and and, and augmented reality. Like that's that's pretty monumental, and that mm-hmm. could that could make massive, massive, massive changes to to the way we do everything. But but even specifically travel, education, technically yeah. you wouldn't have to go into a class, you know, mm-hmm. especially for college. It, it could it would take Zoom to the next level. You could have digital meetings kind of 
a la Star Wars. Okay, I hate to bring up Star Wars again, but a la, uh, you know, when the uh, Jedi Council has the little meetings. Yeah, like, some of them are in holograms because they're on different planets or whatever. Sure. Yeah. That, that that's the idea, right? Like we we could we could be doing our business transactions, our education, our travel. Mm-hmm. The the more tangible augmented reality gets, the more I, I I fear that we'll end up starting to substitute real experiences for that for a digital reality. Yeah, which I think is, which is an interesting thing to talk about mm-hmm. and, and a crucial thing to address as we move forward. So yeah. And this leads us to our conclusion of this special episode. Eric, we've talked about, I'd say almost every, I think we've covered all of our bases as far as, I, I as the so. future of our world mm-hmm, comes into mm-hmm. play. We've talked about entertainment. We've talked about the, the movie industry, the play, the theater industry. We've talked about uh, virtual reality, augmented reality, NFTs. Remember how long ago we talked about NFTs? That was a while ago. That feels like months ago. <clears throat> it wasn't recorded months ago at all. Um, we haven't been working on this special for an inordinate amount of time at all. Yeah, no, it only took us one day to put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real, real quick stuff. Um, and we've also talked about uh, travel, education, VR, school and Zoom, and how the pandemic has affected our future. And I just think it's 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 great that we're addressing this. Um, but I just want to get your kind of thoughts and conclusions that as we grow so rapidly. Uh, what are your thoughts on this growth? Because I know I talk a lot about it, and so I may talk too much. So I want to hear your thoughts. I think it's. I, I, I kind of agree with what you said in the sense that I think it is both a benefit and it can be really, really dangerous because if we get too comfortable with technology and we become too, like, reliant on it, I feel like as, like, like biologically humans are not wired to absorb information through virtual reality or through electronic means like that. So, like, that sense of, like, virtually going to school in VR or traveling somewhere virtually or something like that. I feel like if we just lock ourselves in our homes and stay there, that kind of defeats the purpose of living. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, the human, human – I mean, there's a reason that it's the phrase human connection. It's, yeah. the, it's the human connection that, that really gives uh, – society what it is it makes society what it is the, the idea that we can connect to each other on a personal level in person mm-hmm. and go p- places and experience things truly and well and truly in yeah. person um kind of makes you know the world as beautiful really yeah um and so kind of just bringing into my to the last literally the last question we have written on our on our um google spreadsheet that we set out <laughs> Uh, months ago to make this special with um, is just what will this inevitably, inevitably mean for the human race? Because, I mean, like we talked about with Mr. Fulger, are, are we snowballing too quickly? Mm-hmm. You know, are we, are we reaching a point where, where it's, it's kind of impossible to stop the Bezoses of the world, the, uh, the Musks of the world, yeah. you know? Because we're thinking about space travel already. We're thinking about um, the augmented reality. Uh, cities like Tokyo are already implementing, you know, billboards that are you know popping out if you have a certain you know glasses mm-hmm. on i i just think as far as for the human race goes where, where will this take us it it's hard to say because you don't know how fast things are going to take to develop because like people in like 1900 thought oh we're gonna have flying cars by 2000 sure. and we, we we've, we've seemingly actually on, on that that's a great thing to bring up actually eric because we've seemingly we've done peculiar certain things that were outlined in like the 1900s and like and in shows like the Jetsons you know what I mean we have yeah. you know the Jetsons where they talk on like big screens or whatever like we have FaceTime now like that's 
that's a that's a physical manifestation of what we what we predicted would happen in the yeah. future. Whereas like in Back to the Future, we don't have hoverboards yet. We've nope. we've got stupid little things that roll around on two wheels that we call hoverboards. Um, but like that's an interesting thing to say is where are we in comparison to where we thought to we where we thought we would be now? Obviously, technology is advancing now much faster than it was in that time period, and yeah. it, it will continue to advance faster and faster as time goes on. But it's still it's interesting to think about our ambition compared to our means and like right yeah how what's it's fast the, can we advance compared to how fast do we want to advance well isn't it isn't that the old uh, the jurassic park quote we were yeah so, if we were so focused on if we could we didn't realize if we should exactly right yeah. it, it, uh, said by the great uh, uh jeff goldblum jeff yeah. goldblum yeah exactly um no but that's a crucial thing to address and you're totally right is it, is we're so kind of uh narrow-minded in in this kind of tunnel vision like focus on on where we could go where we could always something is always in the future tangible yeah. that we can reach for and we can go all, and get. which is which is a good mentality to have is we can always do better we can always make life easier we can always advance ourselves but at the same time should we yeah in exactly certain ways and and, and and in truth that really remains constantly an uncertain thing yeah and that kind of leads our our, our podcast off on a kind of dot 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 ellipses mm-hmm. but that's all there is to say about it the, the future is uncertain and we have done our best to outline where we think it's going to go, but who knows? I mean, it's 2022 now, and, and yeah. we, were, we were talking about the we, pandemic ending in 2020. Yeah. No. So, so you really never no, no. know where this world is going to go, and, and, and truly, that's I, what we said is the, that's the beauty of it. That's mm-hmm. truly the beauty of life. Yeah. And so that kind of wraps up what's been the effort of two and a half months of work for us. Yeah. Um, which is incredible, and, and we thank you for being patient with us as we tried to go out doing this and, and we hope you enjoyed the full episode with kind of more cohesive and conclusive um claims and, and and whatnot yeah i i'm glad we did this it was an interesting topic to cover yeah and, and i think in in the future if we choose to do other specials we should definitely uh maybe choose less existential topics that'll, yeah. that'll lead us into 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 existential dread yeah yeah but but in in truth i'm just happy we did it and i'm happy we we put our heads to the or put our um, heads to this and, and actually worked on it um and so with that uh what feels like it's been forever coming uh thank you for listening to the malarkey podcast with jagger eric and sometimes other people as well we'd like to give a big shout out to mr fancy uh, and mr fulliger for giving their quotes uh, and all the other teachers and students that we uh collaborated with to get this thing to happen uh, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Spotify, Stitcher, Radiocast, Copy RSS, Radio Public, or wherever else podcasts are broadcasted. We'll see you next time.